0: Welcome to the Monday podcast. The fifth fruit of the Spirit is kindness. A word that in English, I've got to be honest, sounds very weak and in desperate need of a blood transfusion. Uh, As a young boy growing up, there were many things I aspired to, but I'll tell you this, kindness was certainly not one of them, which is a shame because the Bible word is no slouch. It's a meaty, robust action word and it finds its heart in the character of God. Now, as you know, I'm no Hebrew scholar, but there's one word in Hebrew I do know, and it's chesed. <laughs> it's so rich in meaning that it gets translated many ways in English. Uh, sometimes uh, you'll you hear it translated as steadfast love with um, an emphasis on faithfulness. Sometimes there's loyalty when one person acts out of a strong sense of commitment to the other because of the relationship between them. Or it might be showing mercy or compassion to someone who's vulnerable or in need. The King James Bible takes this word and translates it simply as loving kindness. It carries a sense of love in action. So when God acts in Chazad, Chris Wright says he is faithful to his covenant promises, paying careful attention to our needs acting in generous and merciful love and providing generously everything for our blessing and benefit. See what I mean? It's a rich and beautiful word that pops up everywhere. And if you want to have fun one day, why not grab a concordance or its electronic equivalent and follow it through the Old Testament. And sure enough, you'll come to Psalm 23, which is a verse I'm praying for my daughter. Surely your goodness and love your goodness and hazard will follow me all the days of my life david was thinking of god as a shepherd who treats his sheep with kindness protecting and providing for them a shepherd who's committed to caring for his sheep even at his own cost i picture goodness and hazard as two big dogs that chase us down through the years Naturally, we run from them, fearing that they'll harm us. But for those of us who finally stop, turn round and allow them to catch up, we discover that they're no more than Labradors who just want to lick us to death. God wants to show his goodness and kindness to you today. He wants you to revel in it, to bask in it. No wonder then that the Lord Jesus Christ exemplifies this kind of love. The New Testament is written in Greek so there's no equivalent of hesit. but we can see it in his actions and frequently he's interrupted isn't he? I mean think about the Gospels. The, the woman with bleeding interrupts him on the way to a medical emergency. Parents bring their children when all the disciples want to do is get on with their private tuition. Bartimaeus keeps shouting son of David have mercy on me over the crowd until Jesus stops. The Syrophoenician woman who doesn't know the meaning of the word no. The woman who crashes a party to anoint his feet. Even on the cross, in excruciating agony, Jesus is thinking of the needs of his mother. After his resurrection, he knew the fishermen would be hungry, and so he cooks them breakfast. Well, he's a very nice man then, isn't he? No, this isn't nice. This isn't kind in the anaemic sense that we think of. It is a powerful, self-denying, other-centred kindness that is deeply attractive. And no wonder the followers of God have always exhibited it. Think of Ruth's loyalty and commitment to Naomi, The Boaz's overflowing generosity to Ruth, a foreigner and outsider. It's a story of kindness where Boaz and Ruth model the chesed of God or of David who swears lifelong loyalty to Jonathan and his family and then takes in his crippled son Mephibosheth promising that he will always eat at his table. Shouldn't we do the same? I think there are two enemies of kindness certainly in my life. The first is time and the second is self-protection. Time I don't want my agenda to be interrupted. I've got things to do, places to go. And so the moment flies past when I could stop and just talk for a while to that person God has brought across my path. It's not that I I did anybody any harm, but there was a kindness I could have done that I didn't. I wasn't willing to let my life be interrupted in order to show is kindness to somebody else not very Jesus like or self-protection other times I'll be under pressure I'm tired for me it's the the classic I suppose the end of a Sunday when I've been preaching and all I want to do is go home and then somebody appears and wants to talk and I have a choice I have the conversation but feel rather grumpy or genuinely give myself to them the kindness that Paul is talking about in Galatians 5 is not natural. It's spiritual. It's spiritual in the sense that it comes from being filled with God's spirit. And it's fruit in the sense that it has to be cultivated. It has to become a habit that builds into a character. One of our Romanians gave me a book the other day about uh, uh, Richard Vermbrand. You probably know is a Romanian pastor who was imprisoned and tortured under the communist regime. And he tells of how one day he was back in a cell with other people after he'd been tortured. It was freezing cold and he was hugging his only blanket for warmth. And then he saw another prisoner shivering with cold in the corner with no blanket. He hugged his own blanket more closely to himself until the thought came into his mind. If that were Christ... Would you give him your blanket? And the question answered it itself. He gave the man his blanket and, and later on, after he was free, wrote a book with that question as the title. Kindness. Chesed. It is a word for a young boy to aspire to, isn't it? And for us to aspire to today, let's ask God to show us where we can demonstrate His loving-kindness today.